Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keith, Jay said that Joe Judge is right. The Giants are not a clown show. They're a different kind of show. Took me about a half a second to get it. That's a hell of a line, Jay Will. Um, And we know what he means. Where do you stand on the Giants? Well, let me do this. I want to play what Joe Judge said. And then I want to ask you the question, Key. And I want you to do that, that, um, that thing you do. Where like you're brought in almost as like I, I said you should start a consultant business for coaches and guys how to talk to the media. I want you to do that, clean it up, so Joe Judge doesn't put his foot in his mouth. Here is Joe Judge at the post game presser. This is among eleven minutes of uh, comments he made. Well, this ain't a team that's having fist fights on the sidelines. This ain't some clown show organization or something else. Okay, you talk about the foundation built. Some of the things that the toughest thing to change in a team, the toughest thing to change in a club is the way people think. You understand that? That's the toughest thing. You can get new players. You can get out in your damn locker room all you want. You got to change how people think, and they got to trust the process. And that's a lot easier said than done when they're looking up right now and you got one game left, and the most games you're going to win is five this season. Okay, but I guarantee you this. Those men are going to walk in on Wednesday and be ready to roll. We're going to practice hard on Wednesday. We're going to practice hard on Thursday. We're going to practice hard on Friday. Okay? And we're going to play for each other on the, on the field next week. And if we don't play well, every fan has a right to boo my ass out of the stadium. You got that? That don't bother me. I don't want it. I don't think anyone wants to get booed. Okay? But the reality is, that's all right. So Joe Judge was asked why fans should have faith in him. Key, if you are asked that, you are at the podium. You're Joe Judge. I'd love to hear your answer. Why, why should fans have faith in you, Coach? Well, I think when you look at this program, we came here two years ago uh, looking to turn things around. We certainly were headed in the right direction a year ago. Um, you know, we, we, we won enough games to get us into the playoffs, although we didn't wind up going there. That's another story happened in the end. But I think – we're 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 got progress. We've had a lot of injuries in and out of the lineup, a lot of different things. Hell, we've we've had some changes, and and uh, I think we're we're heading in the right direction. I think this this program is solid and sound. We're not sitting around allowing the distractions to get a hold of us. We've just got to go back to the drawing board and continue to keep hacking at it and chopping wood. Keep. This thing will be turned around. It's only been it's been two years, okay? It's it's been two years, so. Before you move on and, and continue to try to bash me, it's been two years. I think we got a hell of a group here, and uh, I'm looking forward to coaching them next year. Key, can I tell you something? Out of, out of every time we've asked your consulting company to make statements on behalf of other coaches, I mean, there have been a lot of times this year, the Raiders, a lot of situations. Bad situations. Bad situations. And Key has shot 100% from the field. Key, that was the first time I heard you slightly struggle it's how to make it sound okay for Joe Judge. Did you find it challenging to make it sound decent for Joe Judge? 
No, no. You, you got to understand where he's coming from, Jay. I understand where he's coming from, okay? He's seeing progress because he sees things every single day. There's certain guys he's asking to do certain things that are executing it, and he's satisfied with that. He understands that the general manager is going to be gone. He understands he's coming back. They've already probably told him he's coming back. So his seat is burning hot, scorching right now. And if he doesn't get it turned around next year, he'll be gone probably in the middle of the year. He knows that. So he's going to talk to the fan base and the media a certain way with this confidence because he knows he's coming back. You know what I love, Key? There was one subtle thing you did in the beginning, which was we won enough games to get in the playoffs <laughs> last year, but it didn't end out that way for some reason at the end because, because he's allu- he would be alluding to the fact that the Eagles pulled yes. their starters and it screwed the Giants. But, but like I got to be honest, Key, I, I see what Jay is saying. Usually when you do the Keyshawn Johnson consulting firm for these coaches and, and GMs on this show, it is spot on. I've won four damn games this year. What do you want that, me to do? That's what I'm saying. What, saying. Is, I'm all, what I'm saying is it is hard to defend right now this team. Also, I want to tie in this, because you know, we made mention of Philly. I heard two Philly references in here that really bother me. One, he said, trust the process. I'm like, dude, you're in the tri-state. Please, let's not start talking about the Giants like we're the Philadelphia 76ers and trust the process. And secondly, the Eagles have made the playoffs. Like, and if you're looking at talent from top to bottom, who's more of a talented team, the Giants or the Eagles, Max? Who has more talent? Well, the talent, the Giants have talent. The The Giants Giants have more talent than the Eagles. The Giants have talent. Yeah, Giants got talent. I said it before I went on break. I'll say it again. He's got to make some changes on his staff. They got talent. I think they got enough pieces to compete in the division, but I don't know about the staff. I don't know if the coaching staff is made up of the right individual. You know what bothers me? You bring up the Eagles and who has more talent, Giants or Eagles. You know what the Eagles have, though, for sure? An offensive line. And what Hmm. bothers me to no end they got is a quarterback, when, too. Yeah, and they yeah, got a quarterback. We'll see. But, like, so he's ahead of Daniel Jones right now. And for, so the thing that bothers me is Gettleman gets the job and says, I want the hog mollies up front. I got to fix the offensive line. Because understand, Giants haven't had a good offensive line in 10 years. It is not that hard to put an O-line together. It should take you 10 years if it's your priority. They spent first-round picks, second-round picks, third-round picks. They brought in free agents, and they haven't gotten it right in 10 years. But key – the Eagles have a great offensive line. My lot is a beast. They got like they got Kelsey, they got Johnson, they got guys on that offense. And 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 so they're pretty good. They're in they're in their games. And the Giants aren't because they can't even protect their dude up front. And well, they can't run the ball even with Saquon because they can't block for the run. Like it, it, it they are structurally built poorly, and it's right in the spot where they claimed they were looking to to fix it. Like, as a Giants fan, that's tough to swallow. It is tough. See, it's y'all, tough. Y'all get so emotionally charged, in, bogged down, and, and tied into this Giants stuff. Y'all get all, you know, all going crazy about the Giants. I'm telling you what the recipe is, man. They got to change the staff. That's all. They just got to change up the staff. They got some players. I don't know about the quarterback. I'm kind of like, out on him right now, 
But I think they got some players. The quarterback is, eh, they missed on that one, I think. I think they missed on that Key, one. Can we just talk about the nope. offense for one second? Points per game, 32nd in the league. Yards per game, 32nd in the league. Yards per play, 32nd in the league. I mean, it's Freddie Kitchens. Red zone efficiency, 32nd in the league. You know what I would do if I was the Giants, for real? The thing I would start, what is Jeff Stoutland? That's the, the offensive line coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. What does he get paid? I'll put a zero on the end of what he gets paid to get him. <laughs> like, you know, whatever that dude's getting, dude, you come here. I'll, 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 I'll set you up. Like, I agree about the well, staff least, key for sure. Well, at least you guys are some clown show like the Washington football team punching people on the sidelines. But see how, <laughs> I mean, the only thing he can come up with is at least we're not, our guys aren't hitting each other. Like, why you know, that's why, why are you attacking all the Washington? Yeah, everyone does. Focus on Jalen Hurts does. Joe Judge, everyone in the NFC East filed but on. Jalen Hurts can do team, that because the their team, team is in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, see, bad. We'd have been scrapping, though. He'd have punched me. We'd have still been fighting. It's, it's bad. The Giants have, like, again, not uh. a single day has the sun rose, not even once. The sun has not risen in Five years where I've woken up as a Giants fan and go, we're a game over 500 in five years. It's so bad. It's laughable. It's laughable. It, really it happens, ha- man. That's it why happens. I said it's another. What you're witnessing isn't a clown show. Like He was wrong. It's another kind of show, guys. And it, it seems like it's one of those things that it's like that cousin can't get right. You're just like, oh. That's why I'm saying it's Mara. Right that's again. why I'm saying it's Mara. And by the way, I know Tish is the money guy and Mara is the family name and everything. They're co-owners. Mara is also the CEO and president. And again, a team president, the guy who signed, he needs to extricate himself from that position. Just fire himself as president. Stay CEO. So he signs off on everything. But he cannot be actively involved in football decisions because he is awful at it mm. he's terrible at it. if he was good at it they wouldn't be this bad for this long the the, the proof is in the pudding guys I, I, I anyway i think i think i think we need to move on because i'm getting upset and it's uh, too early in the morning still to get this upset Keyshawn j willimax is brought to you by straight talk wireless try the 45 dollars silver unlimited plan from straight talk wireless with nationwide 5g on america's best networks Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. So uh, I asked Kendrick Perkins, guys, this question on This Just In yesterday. I don't know if you heard about it. Is, is it still a new show? No. 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 Started well, in September of last 2 year. Very handsome 2 p.m. That's true. That is still true. Yeah. Host it's like is very the New handsome. Year's. There's a certain level of yeah. uh, time that goes by, but yeah. it's no longer a new show. It's not a new show anymore. But still the host, exceedingly handsome. Anyway, uh, I asked Kendrick Perkins, who will have a bigger impact on their team this season? LeBron James. Clay Thompson. That's always the answer. Clay Thompson or Kyrie? He said Clay, and here's why. So when you look at a guy like Clay, he demands so much attention, almost similar to Steph that he's going to impact the Warriors, which is going to be so scary for the NBA, which is going to make the Warriors the favorite to win the championship. So I would take Kyrie Irving part-time before I would take Klay Thompson full-time, mm. considering he's coming back off two injuries to two separate legs. Clay is. Clay. You talk about the ACL on the left and then the, the Achilles on the right. 
He hasn't played ball in two years. Now, I'm not saying that Clay can't come back and be special, but it, it takes a while to build into the continuity and how to play at a high level for them to reach. And I'm not saying that Clay doesn't make the Golden State Warriors better because he does. But then I look at Kyrie and I say, I agree with Kevin Durant on this. He is a master. Now, Clay is a master too, but Kyrie is a master at what he does. Kyrie's walking around wearing a green jacket, working out with high school teams and college basketball teams and NBA teams. Like, he is that special, special of a talent. And when you think about what he adds to the Brooklyn Nets, even in away games, just as away games, that is such an extra pop for a team that scoring-wise is one of the most gifted teams there is in the NBA. Like, he is that additive to the Brooklyn Nets that I think it could be masterful for him to come back. There's no question that that Kyrie brings a different level of offense to the Brooklyn Nets when you're sitting at where they're at right now. You know, what are they, 20, 24 and 13 they're or second something in like the East, that? Key. Yeah. Second in the East. There's no question if he was there on a full-time basis that they would be uh, the head of the class in front of Chicago Bulls. But when you look at the Golden State Warriors and you're looking at Klay Thompson, where they're at, in the West already at the top of the heat without him. What he will bring to them is that extra added blanket security they didn't have over the last two years since he's been out. So his impact will certainly be felt at a greater height to me than Kyrie's because they're still hanging around two with just KD and, and, and James. Now, when you think about Golden State, they're good and they're very good. But are they better in a seven-game playoff series without Klay Thompson against Dallas, against Phoenix? I'm going to just throw the Lakers in there just because. Are they better without him or will they be the forefront leaders with him? I think there would be the forefront leaders with or without him. I still think it would be a, a challenging road. And I think one of the things I look forward to seeing, Key, when you think about Clay Thompson, right, how many times this guy has made all defensive team for the Golden State Warriors. I think he's been named their um, second team a couple times. But he's definitely in that category. Just, just know this. And it, you could be right, Key. He is going to be attacked each and every time he's on the floor. So what I ask is, yeah, how does he come back defensively? I know what he could bring to the table as a spot-up shooter. I know he fits into the continuity of their system offensively. But defensively, that's man. A, that's the total key. You know he's going to hit shots. Look, Kyrie is a better player because Kyrie has arguably the greatest handles of all time and can also shoot the lights out and everything. Klay Thompson, if you're playing the Warriors, you want him to put the ball on the floor. Not that he can't, but if, if Clay's putting the ball on the floor – you're doing what you can against the Golden State Warriors. If Kyrie's putting the ball on the floor, have mercy. Like, and, yeah. but, 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 Jay, all that said, and I agree, defensively is going to be the question for Clay coming off See, I think, in both I injuries. Think, but all, all I'm saying is this. One dude is going to get to play in half the games. The other in all the games. So you're saying Kyrie has more than twice the value of Clay. I didn't if say he's more only than in twice. Half, well, then he's I, only in half I, the I games. Say, I say slightly more. But he's in half the game. See, I think, Jay, Clay's biggest impact going to come on the defensive side of the ball more so than the offense because you know as a shooter, you've you've got to rely on a lot of different things 
to shoot that ball. Okay, he's got to get to the spot. He's got to have his legs got to feel a certain way. He's got to be able to arch his legs a certain way. He's got to be able to – he's not just – this isn't a set – he's not a, a 1972 set shot shooter. That's not who he is. He has lift with his shot. And when you're coming off two bad injuries, where's that lift going to be? Defensively, his, his shot is so defensively Jay, no, but, his, but, but he's still got to use his legs, though. And if, he ain't, and if he ain't feeling good in using his legs, it's going to alter his shot. 100% from a guy who shot 75% from the field. I can tell you that. But anyway, uh, Jay, <laughs> defensively, defensively, he can move. As long as he can move, he'll be fine. From a, that's, why I think his, that's why I think from a strength standpoint for him, it's going to be all defense is going to be that value, not necessarily shooting the ball. Okay, uh, I, look, I hope that Clay Thompson comes back as an as a ex-hooper. As an ex-athlete, there's nothing more I would love to see than Clay Thompson come back and be exactly what he was two-plus years ago. There's nothing because Clay Thompson was, is one of the best to ever do it. Top three shooter to ever play the game of basketball. Like, I'm willing to put him in that category. I just sometimes think that we live in this funnel that it's easy to come back and play basketball at the same level you were two-plus years ago after not playing ball for two years Two years. But that's, why think, on that but that's team, why I think it's easy defensively. It's easier for him to do but, than the offensive side, the, getting he, the looks, moving from one end of the floor to the next, going from one spot to the next. I think it's, it's going to be difficult early in, I think in that that's, process. I think that's where that, – I disagree with you, Key. I think that's going to be the harder part, to move laterally, to push like that. Like, oh, that's where you get real wear and tear on your body. So, so but it, it seems to – that aside, like whether it's the offense or the defense okay. that would – you know – it seems to me, Clay, if he's additive, as you put it, Jay, to the Golden State Warriors, they're already very good. He has enormous uh, uh, history with Steph and Dre, right? Now they have younger athletic pieces to add into the mix. Yep. It could really be a high leverage play for them. On the other hand, even Kyrie playing in only half the games, we saw just glimpses of him and KD and Harden playing together last year, there's nothing you can do with those guys. So let, like, me, tell you this. let me tell you this. So if they have an advantage of being at home, say they get number one overall seed in the East, right? They have an advantage of being at home. All right, like I, I'll take Kevin Durant and James Harden mm-hmm. at home, but now you're telling me even going on the road when you're playing the likes of a Miami or the likes of Chicago or the Philadelphia 76ers, now I have Kyrie that can help me win a game on the road? What if you get to the finals and you can't play in Golden State, though? Now you can't play in either place. <laughs> now there's no Kyrie again. Well, no, you can play in Golden State. Can he? Yeah, because you're allowed players from opposing teams can go into arena uh-huh, uh-huh. and play. Just can't, can't right. play at home. I see. Yeah, and that also that can change too. Let's see. But in the meantime, it's an interesting question because what it seems, Jade, that you're talking about the high leverage value of Kyrie putting a team that. That like when you add him is just impossible to beat. It seems right, and so that Kyrie puts them over the top in a way that's different than anybody else. Now I'm not saying that the Nets would be favored to beat Golden State because I actually think that the, the coaching advantage goes to Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. Like I still think that's a that's something that's going to be interesting to see how Steve Nash handles Kyrie coming back and how he gets his team to gel in only half the amount of games you know halfway through the season. You know what's awful? New York basketball hasn't won a championship since Dr. J was on the Nets, right? 1976. I mean, you know, men's basketball hasn't won a professional championship. Kyrie 
and Harden and KD could be the greatest offense ever in any sport. Like, they're just impossible. And the hometown fans in Brooklyn, Brooklyn hasn't had a team since 1957 when the Dodgers left, right? And the hometown fans in Brooklyn don't get to see that show? Oh, that's a killer. Also, that show, if it happens, if they get by the Bulls in the Eastern Conference, if they play against Golden State, think about those narratives. Yeah. Think about that. You know, it was never really Kevin Durant's team, even though he was finals MVP twice. He joined a juggernaut. And now he has a chance. He leaves to go to Brooklyn, and now he has a chance to win his first championship alone, but with James Harden and Kyrie Irving, against a team that was never his. Yeah, it's it's great. Like, there's always – there's a time in an athlete's career, I think, especially like this is especially true in boxing, but maybe also in basketball, when you're not as good as you once were, you have a chance to show your greatness in a way that you didn't when you were at the height of your powers or in the best situation because everything was going for you. Now not everything is going for you. What do you do now? If KD could lead that team to a championship. Oh. His first year off an Achilles injury? Wow. Oh, my God. Especially against Golden State. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. Here is another interesting question. Will a former number one pick still be the number one quarterback in 2022? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. The Browns are America's Remember the Titans team. Oh, we love <laughs> Baker Mayfield and everything that he's doing. Baker always like has always loved having fun. It just does not feel like to me he's been having that much fun this season. Good morning, everybody. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Key J and Max back with you. All three of us for 2022. KJM is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us uh, on the Goodyear Hotline. So last year, the Browns went to the playoffs, and this year they find themselves likely finishing last. We talk about from worst to first. We should, we should from do a, first to worst. We should, yeah. Next, to, tomorrow, let's do from first to worst. Most likely to least oh likely. My goodness. 
So what does that mean for Baker Mayfield, who will not play Week 18 because he's going to have shoulder surgery this offseason? Kevin Stefanski, head coach, confirmed yesterday. Here's Aaron Goldhammer from ESPN 850 Cleveland on the quarterback's future. Well, I think Baker has played his last game as a Brown. So I don't even think this is about competition. I think that he's just toast. Um, In part because I think the Browns are ready to move on, and in part because I think he wants a change of scenery, which I think you'll see that take place here over the course of the next couple of weeks. Um, So then the Browns have to come up with a better answer. And my guess is, guys, it'll come from one of two places. Now, the draft thing is really dicey this year. The Browns could end up with a top 10 pick, but there are no top 10 quarterbacks in this draft, I don't think. And I think what's most likely is there's a second tier of guys that come available in the Derek Carr, Matt Ryan conversation. And I would bet on one of those guys being the starting quarterback of the Browns next year. Okay. Mm. Um, Look. Key, uh, Baker Mayfield has not really been healthy in a good situation with a good coach except for one year where he made the playoffs in his career. What's the future of Baker in Cleveland? I think you saw the future go bye-bye. I'm kind of with Aaron there in terms of his – You've seen the last of Baker Mayfield in the Cleveland Browns uniform. Now, they've got to figure out with that $19 million fifth-year option, who's willing to take that on. If they're not willing to take it on and have him sit uh, as the number two guy and still pay $19 million, somebody else may take it on and, and, and you know look at it as an opportunity to pick up, pick up some draft picks along with that in a trade, but I think you've seen the, the last of him at the quarterback spot, uh, partly due to injury, not being able to stay healthy, subpar play this year, subpar play at the beginning of last year, subpar play at the beginning of his career. <laughs> a lot of subpar play. Had, although he's had, you know, different offensive coordinators and head coaches, it's clear to see that he's probably not the quarterback leading you to where you want to go, which is the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm moving on, and I'm also stating that Baker Mayfield is a, is a major trading asset on the trade block, right? When you look at his contract, $19 million, um, it makes him either a great candidate for a trade or another quarterback or a separate deal to collect draft picks, right? Which, if you're Andrew Barry, you have to be looking at it this way. I mean, his last six games, and I know, guys, he was bothered down by injuries, but they were just abysmal. They were abysmal. And the last game against the Steelers was – a really bad look. Now, I feel horrible for Baker because Baker is a great dude. I want every player to get their money. He will get that fifth-year option. He's already got it next year. But if, you, if you're sitting there and you're the Cleveland Browns, you're saying with the talent that we had, expectations, I think, were fair for this team. Remember, at the beginning of the season, I was up here with you, Max, and I was saying, hey, look, this is a team we should be talking about to win a Super Bowl. They have that kind of talent. Whether people wanted to believe it or not, with Nick Chubbs, Kareem Hunt, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, now I know they've been depleted by injuries. A lot of things have happened. But you need a quarterback that can get you over the hump. And this was a year, regardless of whether injury or not, that Baker could prove that he could show you he could be that guy, and he has not proven Let that. me tell you why I'd move on from Baker. Um, you, so you're agreeing with me? I am, I am move, I'm agreeing with both of you. Uh, I'm moving on from Baker, if I'm them. 
but it's because I'd move on from a lot of guys. I'm the type where you, you know, you've been in the league X number of years, you know, three, four years. Like, for example, I wouldn't move on from Jalen Hurts because I see high upside in Jalen Hurts, right? <clears throat> once I don't see the upside in a player anymore, once I see that ceiling is limited, guys, to me it feels like, yeah, you can catch fire like Eli did or like Nick Foles did, but you're hoping for something magical to happen as opposed to just having a player who can perform at a high level you know, normally, right? That's why very few Eli Manning or Nick Foles Super Bowl wins in the, in the last you know, 10 years or so. Much more Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. You're going to see Aaron Rodgers. And I, I'll elite put my money. Elite-level quarterback. Elite-level yes. quarterback play. If I don't see at least the chance for that, I'm done with you. Because I, if, if you don't have that, you're really hoping on having an incredibly strong team and having your quarterback get hot at the right time. You're just gambling a lot. To me, Baker's already given you those answers. But that's because my threshold for not being elite at that position is very low. Like, I want Mm. uh, – Jalen Hurts might still be – yeah, high upside. I don't see it in Baker, Key. I just don't see it. Well, look, injuries played a part in the way that he played this year, okay, along with criticism. I think all that – caught up to him, and then the injuries caught up even more. Expectations were so high that everybody had them ready to go to the Super Bowl at the start of the season. And it, they didn't cash in. It didn't work out. So clearly he was a big part of why it didn't work out. You know, a lot of people felt that he would do better when OBJ was gone. He actually had the first game – out without OBJ, he played pretty decent. But since then, not so good. Hmm. Um, you know, they, they, it looks like they're going to be moving on from him. They're going to find somebody that that will take him, I'm sure. They'll give up some draft picks along the way so that the people can swallow the money. But there's not a lot of front-line top two or three quarterbacks out there like you talk about, Max, that you want. You see, you got to you got to play with somebody. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I was. You're right, kid. And I would say that, you know, we're asking the question: Should the Browns move on from Baker? And I'm sitting here wondering. And I know he's extremely competitive and he wants to win. But if you're sitting there, if you're Baker, about to go through offseason, you know, surgery, if this is going to be it for you, you have to be thinking in your mind, like, damn, how would it be if I had a fresh start somewhere else, where I could reset the clock, and there weren't these kind of expectations. Well, my team, I was finally healthy. And sometimes a change of scenery could be in the best interest for him as That's well. That's true, but I'll say this for both parties. If you're talking, <laughs> you about, laughing, if you're talking about high teens, low to mid-20s as a salary point for Baker, and as Key said, there's just no one available who's in the next level from him, I'd be okay with him at the right price because I'm not saying it's impossible to win with him. I just don't think he gives you an added uh, uh, a chance to win, right? He's not going to carry you there. But as long as you don't overpay him, if there's no one better available, I'm all right with him. And if he's looking at talent around the league, Browns are pretty talented. I hear you. Key, why were you laughing at my comment, though? I, oh, it was, it, was, it was more, I was laughing more about my mindset and my thought process of why would I want Baker Mayfield if I'm the Seattle Seahawks or the Los Angeles Rams or the Arizona Cardinals or the Dallas Cowboys right. or the Philadelphia Eagles? Or I'm sitting there saying to myself, why would I want 
Baker Mayfield, if I'm the Buffalo Bills or the New England Patriots, I just drafted a guy in the New York Jets. Like, where Miami Dolphins? Like, where am I putting Baker Mayfield? Like, why am why am I going to be the fool to acquire Baker Mayfield? Like, you got to really get a dude out there that's going to do it. Yeah, who's the fool? That's the question. And when you put it like that, it tells you what you need to know about Baker. Ooh, that's rough. Like that leads to a whole different conversation, though, about like you know, will Baker survive in the league? So, um, well, I, I mean, that, that's essentially wonder, where we're going. I wonder if the Browns will double down on Baker Mayfield. Oh, no. Here, this segue. <laughs> we're going to explain. We're going to play double down coming up. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel Eighty. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. And if you can, you should always be crowning cards if you're able. Listen, anyway, we're playing double down or flip-flop. See, that's the second part of double down. Either we're going to double down or we're going to flip-flop. So why are we playing this? All right, so, Max, on this just in, a great show, not new, (laughs) still a handsome young man hosting it, uh, said the other day that he would double down on his Andre Iguodala take. I won (laughs) Iguodala from a couple years ago. He doubled down on it. He explained why. What? we don't need to get into that. How do so, we not get into that? Evan, I saw it over the break, and I was like, what is going on? Why is Max Kellerman trending? It's an issue of clutch versus not clutch. Yeah, and he shot an air ball in the clutch yeah. moment. Regular season. He not worry about that. Oh, jeez. Uh, I thought of you when I saw it. Anyway, so thought of a segment called Double Down or Flip Flop. I'm going to read a, a take that one of you had from 2021. You're going to tell me, are you sticking with that take or... Are you flip-flopping? So double down or flip-flop? Okay. Max, you said you're taking Herbert over Joe Burrow. Justin Herbert over Joe Burrow. Oof. Double down or flip-flop? I, do we have the sound from that? Because, because if I took Herbert on, on a Monday, I took Burrow on a Tuesday. It is so tough for me. Look, I will still go with it. <clears throat> I said, I believe I said at the time, I, uh, Burrow just gives me the feeling he's going to win the most Super Bowls. But 
based on what we know so far, I can't pick against Justin Herbert. He is the only quarterback in the game that checks every single box like, at a stupid high level, you love, you, it's including like, height. You love two quarterbacks. You're, like, you're in love with two quarterbacks. It's hard for yes. you to choose. Yeah, between so, Herbert and Burrow. Yeah, so They're both you, wooing me. Have, have, have one on Monday. Have I the have other two on quarterback Tuesday. suitors at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I, saw, I saw Justin Herbert against the Chargers. I mean, against the Kansas City Chiefs a couple weeks ago. I'll pass. Can I single uh, down? Hey, hey, Evan, can I? I want a single down on, on Herbert. I want to put a single on Herbert and a single <laughs> on Burrow. All right, I double down. Damn it. You so got me. You're splitting your quarterbacks. Nice. Yeah. Split the Kings. Love it. Yeah. Jay Will. Yes. Oh, you said Titans and Bills, team to beat. Teams to beat in the AFC. You took two of them. You're doubling down that those are the two teams that you are the two teams to beat in the AFC. I can't. I can't double down. I flip flop. Obviously, the two teams to beat are Kansas City and the New England Patriots. But I, I, uh, the Bills and the Titans with Derrick Henry coming back to practice today. They could prove me right. So can I flip flop back in a week from now? Titans looking good, streaking, and now getting King Henry back. It's only one of two teams. It has to be two. No. So I can't, I can't no, really no, double you, down on those you better, two you better teams. better flip-flop, brother. I, yeah, I flip-flop. Kansas City, brother. I flip-flop and I leave the door open to pick two new teams next to week. flip-flop again. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, Key. Yo. You said Mike McCarthy won't cost the Cowboys a playoff game. He finally cost them a regular season game with his clock management. So are you doubling down or flip-flopping that Mike McCarthy won't cost the Cowboys a playoff game? I'm doubling down. I don't think he will cost a, a playoff game. And then in terms of the regular season clock management, look, it's just like anything. In baseball, you hear somebody say, oh, that run's going to come back to hurt them in the eighth inning. You don't even hear the announcers say it at all anymore because the team is ahead. So that's the way I feel about Mike McCarthy. If the Cowboys would have won the game, nobody would have been saying anything about no damn clock management. Key, you said – Joe Burrow has the poise of a young Tom Brady. Double down or flip-flop? No, double down. But that has nothing to do with winning championships. It just has something to do with not getting rattled, bouncing back, being a leader, delivering the football, even though you're getting hit in your chin, getting yourself up off the deck, going back at it again. That's all it means. It does not mean he's going to the Super Bowl. It does not mean he's going to win seven Super Bowls. So the people out there listening in your cars, don't start tweeting and doing all that silliness in 2022. Max. Yeah. You said Tom Brady was going to fall. No. You said Tom Brady. <laughs> Double <laughs> down. Double down. He will eventually fall off. A- yeah, by the yeah, way, Tom Brady talked about him in ESPN Plus docuseries. Yeah, by the way, right. I, apparently, everyone, apparently everyone has me to thank for Tom Brady's unprecedented career. He admits it. It fueled him. I love that you're happy about that. Yes. That's in fact, it turns it. out I'm the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> yes, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Evan. <laughs> Tom Brady should get MVP consideration. Yeah, I'm doubling down. He should get consideration, even if you want to give it to Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady didn't miss any games. He has his team in a great position, and they're down a bunch of players now. Yeah, and by the way, if Tom Brady somehow wins a Super Bowl this year, it'll be his greatest accomplishment. You can't hold it against Aaron Rodgers that he missed games due to COVID. Well, no, but he also was... He was no good. Well, first of all, I can because he's unvaccinated. I know you could get it anyway. Oh my! Uh, but Jay, Jay, the odds there's no there's no debate. Like he increased the odds that he could get it by not being vaccinated. That's number one. Number two, he was not ready to play week one. 
But nevertheless, Rodgers has been so good, he should be the MVP. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying Who Brady is in the conversation. One? The Saints? Brady's in the conversation. They lost to the Saints? They got blown out yeah. by Who the Bucs lose to? Touche. Okay. Yeah, but Brady, come on, of y'all. the Saints. Yeah, Brady's been amazing. Yeah. Okay. Key. Yo. Remember when you said the Saints would be a number two or a number three seed? <laughs> Evan, you're loving this so much. Yeah. And I can't double. Or... I can't. I can't double down on that. <laughs> How can you double down on something when the injuries have decimated the team at the quarterback position? Especially if Jameis Winston was the quarterback at the time that I said it. So uh, flip flop there. <laughs> Duh. That was Jinx. the beginning of that was the beginning of the season. No, Evan, don't run away from that. Stay on that, season, Evan. Like, Be strong. Yeah, yeah, damn I, it. yeah you're, So you're flip flopping. Jameis Winston was the quarterback. What are you talking about? After. I thought you said it was the week after, and I believe you said that they could still be a two or three seed if they went outside Cam Newton. Yeah, because well, I think we were on with Chris Canty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Maybe I did say that. But All it right. didn't happen. Big deal. <laughs> Jay, Moving along. Championship <laughs> or bust for the Packers? Double down or flip flop? Double down. Come on, man. This is why Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. This is why he, he, we expect this team to not only get to the NFC Championship, but to win the whole thing. Every conversation in this offseason was about will Aaron Rodgers stay with the Green Bay Packers? Our own football expert, a guy who's going to be one of the best to ever do it. Keyshawn Johnson said he expects him to come back if they win a Super Bowl. So, yeah, Super Bowl bus. All right. Matt. By the way, hey, Evan, yeah. you know what I realized about Key? Well, he can't say he flip-flopped. He's like the Fonz who couldn't say he was wrong. Key could not say the word flip-flop. I did say flip flop. Max, we so you're flip flopping. September. All right, maybe. Just realized that? Well, it turns out I was. Go ahead, Lev. Funny, Key's a black fawn. I think I got one that Key's going to flip flop on. Hey! Key mentioned it. Derrick Henry returns to practice. Key said one point the Titans' season is over. If Derrick Henry is out, they're in the prime position to get the number one seed in the AFC. Key, flip flop or double down? Bing bong. Well, the season's not over. Bing bong. Do you mean I guess your question would be. Can they go to the Super Bowl, or will they go to the Super Bowl now that Derrick Henry's back, potentially? Governor and then I would you, Johnson. I would tell you probably so. So that would be a flip-flop in my estimation. Yeah. If he, if he's, I wonder if he'd come back, what he would look like, though. I need to see what he looks like. So um, we have more out-of-context takes from Key, Evan. Is that right? Plus, the rest of the league flip-flopping on a second-year quarterback. Next, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.